Rejoice, dear listener, for your endless march through the internet has finally produced something to add meaning to your empty, meandering existence. Your friends at Idiots Discuss the Universe are digging up musical gems of the past and deciding if they have any shine left or not. Welcome to Old Gold. You know what? I should like learn one of the songs. Well, I don't know. Something. I don't know. You don't need to like you get a tattoo. No, Maybe you should like get a facial tattoo yeah. of Symphony X. I need to. But again, like maybe not yet. Maybe maybe this is the old gold that's really going to inspire the first tattoo on uh, Spinny Superstar because oh it's going to have to be pretty soon. You're going to have to start getting them because the public <laughs> will demand it. <laughs> they have been demanding it, man. Yeah, no, they're People really they're, they're shocked and horrified that you're not part of their um what would they call that cabal um, lemming lemming procedure role yeah. um, self adornment. Yeah. And they'll be really a lot, you know, a lot easier to identify the body later, too. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like it's mainly for the know, body. Help a cop out. Get a tattoo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. But but we're doing another old gold today, Spenny. Old and, gold. Um, as maybe you've disco- discovered from our discussion, that is Spenny, and I'm Craig. That's me. And this is Idiots Discuss the Universe, where you can support us financially. Yeah, at Patreon. So get on over there and do that because this is some quality fucking programming. This is quality. So what we're going to talk about today, Spenny, and this is a band that I know that you kind of like. It's some dad rock, you know, and I oh, apologize in, 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 in advance, but it's an interesting story. This is the story of the time John Fogarty sued himself for ripping uh, himself off. Whoa. Are you familiar with it? You've mentioned this before. Yes. How does that? That's like an inception, a legal inception. It, it's it's very weird. It's a really long, long story, and, and it starts in 1970. And we're gonna jump right right into it first, and we're gonna listen to the first song. This is the song, the original song that 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 he later like ripped off from himself. <laughs> um, and um, we will um see if we think that's a valid thing or not. Okay. You know? Um, and we'll talk about like what the court said and all that sort of thing. Cool. Um, but the first song that we're gonna listen to is um "Run Through the Jungle" by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Love this song. 1970. Yeah, it's fucking badass. So let's check it out and we will be right back. Oh, 
classic, classic, classic Fogarty. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. classic um, um, It's a pretty basic blues riff, though. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like a thing that I don't think that if he was the first one to kind of hit that. I don't know. I, I don't know. So. I don't know. He's right in there. He, but he, he made it into a riff. He made it sure. into like that repeating thing that yeah. people can like really digest. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's um. I guess it's a you know it's a pr- reasonably like I don't think it's like the high point of like the Creedence catalog by any stretch of the imagination, but it's fucking pretty decent de- song and yeah. it went gold and everything like that. And um, everything was great for like another fifteen years. And then John Fogarty kind of like fell out with his record company and he kind of like disappeared for a while. Like, I don't know, in like the late 70s, early 80s. He was like this huge thing. Like Credence was huge. You know, they had so many number one songs and they were like one of the biggest American bands. And he just kind of disappeared. And I remember like still like when I was in junior high or high school, it was 85, 84, 85, and there was a bunch of hullabaloo that he was coming out with a new album for the first time in a really long time, okay. Centerfield, and he had left Fantasy Records, which he had a, this huge brawling with, and had moved on to Warner Brothers or somebody like that, some, some other big big label that had picked him up and decided that they were going to do um, some John Fogarty records, and yeah. he came out with Centerfield, cool. which has a bunch of like really fucking great, almost credence level songs maybe like so as but good. these were right. released as john fogarty john fogarty john fogarty centerfield was the name of the album yeah for oh, sure okay, yeah okay. so um in the on, on this album there were several like direct attacks at the head of fantasy records which was his whole oh, record company oh, like that guy's name was like zoyster and he had like all these songs like zoiker you know like zoikers of the devil and things like that he was he was really like going after the um the record company on a couple tracks on this uh, this centerfield because it'd been mm-hmm. so bitter, right. you know. Um, but one of the songs that was released as a single, and I think it cracked like the top twenty or the top ten or something. It wasn't like a huge hit. There was like there was one number one song off of this album. That was the song, the actual title track, Centerfield, which we won't listen to today. But it's a good poppy baseball theme song. If you ever need like a baseball theme pop song, mm-hmm. Spenny. Centerfield by John Fogarty. I don't know that I do. You, someday you may. Yeah, you never know. I might, I might when you actually. got the kids in T-ball or whatever, All and you're right, trying to kids, get, get, the, get, the, get the march, get the march thing going, there you go. Um, yeah. You might need it, so that would be that would be handy then. I'm not just going to use you're a not whip. Gonna, you're not going to remember. I'm not, no. no. I'm but just going to be honest. But right we're going to listen to the one that um, was eerily similar, maybe, to... The 1970 song, um, Run Through the Jungle. And that's the song, Old Man Down the Road. Old Man Down the Road, yes. Okay. So, here it is, Old Man Down the Road from, like, 1985 Centerfold, and we'll see, like, what it sounds like.
definitely uh, can hear some similarity there. Yeah. Um, mostly with the vocals. Yes, yes. The, the melody is like through the um, through the verses is, is almost identical. Yeah. You know, then it does the Heidi high instead right. of the. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. It's it's. So is this an attempt so that so he could sue or like he got sued by the label? Is that he what he got happened? sued by the label? Damn. Yes. So his um the guy that he was talking about on this album mm-hmm. decided like heard this song and he's like oh yeah we're gonna sue you for um whatever it was that they sued him for which was a considerable amount of money I think yeah um because it's so weird like back in the day like even if you broke the top 20 you were making like so much money and um so they took him to court they took him to court in in california and um john fogarty it was all of this back and forth back and forth he was in he was in like the courts for it was in rolling stone i used to get rolling stone when i was in high school so you'd read about like john fogarty's legal troubles in like the early the 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 front pages when they were doing all like the music news or whatever and um you know he was in it forever and ever and eventually, and I think you can even find this clip of him, like, in court where he brings up his guitar, and he's just like, well, this is how I write songs, you know? And this is how, like, all the songs kind of sound the same. Yeah. You know, because he played, the, he played Old Man Down the Road, he played um, Run Through the Jungle, and then he, like, broke into, like, five or six other Creedence Clearwater Revival songs, and then some other songs that, you know, he's like, I'm the same dude, I write, like, songs like this. You know, yeah, seems and, like a good solid defense. Yeah, and and so it after a long time, you know, because it, it was only up in like Superior Court or something like that by the time it got. So it had been through many trials and all this sort of shit, and eventually he got that thing, and it was like a unanimous decision by the jury that they couldn't get any copyright from John Fogerty. So he won. Nice, right? But it turns out that the contract that he had signed or something, the arrangement that he had signed, like if he would have lost that thing, he would have had to pay the fantasy records legal fees, right? Oh, shit. But as it turned out, um, as he tried to do, he tried to counter sue them to make them pay for his legal fees by bringing a frivolous lawsuit um, to bear or whatever it is. Right. And that got thrown out. Uh, and that just kept getting thrown out and thrown out. And he, I guess that he had, like, well over a million dollars in legal fees. Damn. And the thing is, is, like, this was the trial that um, was really the famous trial out of the thing, was over this, over these legal fees. And this uh, is what changed the industry in a way. Because before, like, you could never recoup, recoup legal fees from the like if a record company sued you for copyright, you could never recoup your legal fees if you couldn't prove that it was a frivolous lawsuit, which was really difficult that, depending that on where like you're at. Very hard to prove. Yeah. Um, the fact that they even have a tr- court trials evidence against the fact that being frivolous. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's a very difficult thing to prove. So everybody was caught in this thing that like, Oh, you're you're infringing our copyright. We're gonna sue you and throw all these lawyers at you. And if you don't give in like immediately, you're gonna be bankrupt forever, even if you win. Right. You know, so it was this huge hammer, but John Fogarty fucking fought it and fought it, fought it until it went to the Supreme Court. Damn. And um wow. it, it turned out that yeah, absolutely like it went it was nine zero from the Supreme Court, um, saying that it was totally 
um, legit for the defendant in those copyright cases to be able to countersue and recoup um, copyright and holy shit recoup lawyer fees from the people that sue them, no matter what. Like if they if they win, right? So, um, yeah, you know, it was a really kind of a huge. It seemed like even a huger sh- a sea change in like the climate of like the record industry, and that's why Rolling Stone followed it so closely. Mm-hmm. And then, seriously, like a year later, like people started to sample, you know. And so the conversation on like copyright uh, and everything, like you know, p- the record company was no longer like worried about the people like ripping off the same blues riff. Right. You know what I'm saying? They were that was the entire song. Yeah, you're like, like that the is thing. the actual recording yeah. in that Public Enemy song, there, yeah. motherfucker. You yeah. know, and so it totally shifted. Yeah. You know, but at that point, they were like, "Oh, Led Zeppelin's ripping off Willie Dixon, and Willie mm-hmm. Dixon's ripping off Sunhouse or whatever." You know what right. I'm saying? And like, well, let's all sue each other forever, right? Because one thing that like we people and musicians love to do is to sue each other for things. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. This lawyer happy. Weed people. See, that's what you should be doing right now. What? You Suing should be people? No, you should be doing all of your Grim Salvo stuff. Uh-huh. And you should also be enrolling in lawyers uh, yeah. in law school. No, it's true. You know, and then, like, it, you're just meeting all of your future, all of your future um, clients. Like, yeah, all my future. Yeah, oh, just start yeah. going to entertainment law. Yeah. And then as you're doing your thing, you're like, yeah, I'm going just to be a regular dude. And then when it hits, you're like, hey, I've got the degree now. Right. Are you looking for a, lo- a lawyer? <laughs> yeah. And then you just collect all of those legal fees. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. And you're sweet, just, everybody's working for fees. you. And then after a while, everybody's working for Spanny. High-powered businessman. Yeah. Yep, it'll happen. Yeah. So that's I don't know not, not a super exciting old no, gold, that's cool. but that's it is an interesting story. You know, it is an interesting story. They uh, you hate to see it though, you know, and that's a very uh, yeah. common thing. But it's cool. I mean, you you hate to see the people suing, you know, each other, Mr. John Fogarty. Yeah, 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 and just in general, each other. It's just it's kind of it sucks that it comes to that territory so often. You know? Do you think that um, I don't know if you were the if you were the evil record producer and you heard that song come out? What would you, would you be like? I'm going to sue him. I mean, it sounds like would I know? But if I was that kind of evil record producer, you know what I mean? You think he? You don't think he was just pulling shit out of thin air? Oh, I definitely think he was. Oh, or he was like basically like it's like this. Fu- it's like he was like, oh, you, oh, you want to play like that, you know, when he heard the diss track about him, when he heard, right, oh, right, right, you right. want to play like that, oh, well, Mr. Fogarty, like, you fucking, okay, every the, song you write the, is the fucking same. Let so me I'm ask you this, you, like, you know? if, if, if the judge, if you were the judge in the case where John Fogarty had to prove if it was a frivolous lawsuit or not, how would you rule? Um, Having heard both songs, do you feel like... It's a frivolous statement to say that old man down the road does not like harken back to run through the jungle on a level that it's almost like the same song. Um, I would say it is frivolous, not because of its bearing or being an untrue statement. Mm-hmm. It's merits. Right. But. But I would say it's frivolous because 
like the intent behind it and um and it's, it's still different enough and it's the same guy you know like yeah. because of that uh-huh. because it's like the same guy writing like i mean you know it brings up the idea of like are you allowed to copy yourself and i mean it's different enough like if the chords had been more similar or you know but yeah it is just kind of a blues thing you know and, but it's yeah, the same guy singing it it's you the know? same melody though through a lot it's of it it's pretty similar he says like the same words too yeah. um you know it could be like yeah. if, if you you could do like a a medley of those two songs where you started playing one and then you switched into the other yeah and people would know that it was a medley yeah pro- you're probably right like they go they're pretty similar but the instrumental is different mm. it's like significantly enough you know yeah that's true i think it's the production consider- the, the has got different guitars and things going on um but i you know the i don't know it's just it's hard because i feel like you could find a ton of other songs that copy it also mm-hmm. run through mm-hmm. the jungle that aren't john fogarty you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, especially today. Yeah, especially yeah. today, and I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe even at that point, too, because it was like 10 years after Run Through the Jungle. Yeah, and know? that and kind of swamp rock thing. Yeah, it was it was so yeah. huge and everything, and then grunge, and like, you know, people were ripping each other off, and I think that's where the thing, where it lies is like, you know, if you like know a lot about, or if you know, have heard enough music at that time you'd be like oh well this isn't necessarily a special case or it's not ripping it off enough to justify yes i do lawsuit. think that there is a point in um rock history where like they had to stop worrying about like a certain level of ripping each other off yeah because it had been done you know like they'd done the limited number of combinations of things that sounded good and therefore, like, to continue the money machine, they had to be okay with it. Yeah. To a certain degree, you know. Yeah. And I think that the the, the the expectations do kind of, like, ha- it's ha- that's happened multiple times, I think, um, in the history of, like, music, you know. And, like, this was, like, that first one, like, when it, the first round of, like, nostalgia rock that hit like I mean there's a little bit of it like the Grease soundtrack kind of started it in yeah. like the 70s yeah. harkening back to the 50s you right. know and there's like that 20 year gap thing that happened yeah. and like when I was in high school it was like the Beatles Sgt. Peppers was 20 years old and like everybody was fucking shit in their pants and it was just a big big Beatles thing and everything right. started like modern music started to kind of produ- produce a little bit like that and right. it's kind of a weird deal yeah. you know and there's a little bit it, it's still going on to some degree Absolutely. Um, but I do think that as that happens like it stops being like a thing that you can sue someone for sounding like using like some Beatles chord changes and like that type of harmony and you know what I'm saying you can yeah. ape the Beatles sound now and it's just like you're just using a tool in the rock toolbox exactly. you're not yeah. going to get George Martin's family suing you for a million dollars right I mean you'd have to really just steal the melody and the music y- and yeah. all of it and not only that but you'd probably have to get a certain amount of success well actually that's not true you'll get like there's algorithms now 
that will like listen to things and i think yeah. if it's too close like an algorithm will catch it or something like that if it, you're actually sampling but like you would need to get garner a certain amount of attention in the first place right. for anyone to even care or know you'd have to like it, again it's like kind of going back to the old system in the sense that you'd have to have an album out with that song on it that was selling yeah. and it would be like be just money. a blatant copy of oh, it's a blatant copy of faithfully by journey yeah, you know, and like it's just that song, and they and just they're put making it on money there. off of it, and they're not, and they didn't pay us, right. and they didn't tell us they were doing it. Yeah, you know, and then yeah, and then yeah, yeah, fuck them, fuck, fuck them. But yeah, that's interesting. I'm glad that we can counter sue now. That's cool. Yeah, for for at least your for your for your legal for fees. Yeah. yeah, for legal fees. Yeah. Um. Cool. Good old John. Are you planning Parker. on stealing some stealing no, some I'm stuff from some to, folks? I'm starting to think about stealing. <laughs> or yeah. just kind of borderline, just kind of riding yeah, that that yeah. hazy, that hazy, hazy horizon of kind of kind of stealing. Just steal. it's called being influenced. That's that's it. I mean, the best I, the best genius is stolen generally. Yeah, I mean, and I think that it's like you gotta because there's an idea like if you have two fully formed ideas right right that are already there and you take those two and you figure out a way to integrate them two very different things like just musically uh-huh and if you do it well enough to where now that they don't sound like either one of those that's a new idea it is you know absolutely and it's like yeah you you stole or you started with two pre-existing either can like it could be as vague as like a style mm-hmm. like i'm gonna combine reggae and in metal right i don't know right you know and or it could be like i'm taking this fucking reggae song and this opeth song because i feel like the, that acoustic guitar would go good with that thing and i'm gonna do it in my way and like oh i like i'm kind of going for that and going for that but it turns out different than both yeah. you know right and then it's like i don't know that's a new idea but at the same, you know, there's. I think there's just different levels to I it. I think there's different levels to it. Yeah. I think that second example that you gave is um, more problematic than the first one, where you're just taking like two different styles and you're trying to put right. those two styles together in a right. way that is new. Like I feel like that is probably going to lend itself to more of a like thing you know like a more of like a this is gonna be like a whole album's gonna sound like this or whatever it's kind of like a you're coming up with kind of like a little bit of a genre thing right or the other ones you're just kind of like you know, you just working on some details of two like very distinct things and making like one other very distinct thing that you know you couldn't take like you couldn't randomly take reggae songs and opeth songs and throw them together and make a new genre of music right it's just those two seem to like work Right. You know, then you're into a new thing. Yeah. So it's very, very particular, that second one. It is particular, but it's also like you, I think, could go about it like that and still come up with something that is unrecognizable to, like, fans of both. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think and so, too. at that point, it's like, I mean, it is more, I mean, it, it's just like if you do it well enough, I think you, you kind of get the credit, and that's where it comes down to is like a lot of times it comes down to the perception of others. If you're, you know, well, I guess if over, you change it enough, yeah, you know, if you change both of them enough, then you're just doing it in style of, but it becomes the first thing. Right. But that's if you change one of them enough to fit the other, or if you change, 
you know, like if you made well, you'd have to. You just said that you had to change change them enough that neither fans of either genre would recognize right. what's going on. So you right. have to change both of them enough that they're unrecognizable by mm-hmm. from the original audiences, mm-hmm. and that means that you're kind of just like making something that is going to be in the style of it because they're not going to recognize it as that song, right? right? Well, I, is that what you're saying? I guess, but I mean, if you do, if you change it enough, it's no longer going to be. Like in the style of it, I guess that's just what I got confused of. It doesn't seem like it, that would be changing its. It'd be like style. in a new style. Yeah, it, it would You'd be, be like influenced making... by the style. That's what, I yeah. mean. Because the first one you're saying I'm influenced by this style and I'm influenced by this song. Oh, right. whatever you know, you're taking like genres and you're mixing them together into something yeah. that's new. Yeah. On a broader thing. But you, yeah, with specific songs, that's more yeah. of a tricky territory but i mean i think it's it could it's more of a work. process i mean it's more of a process way you're looking at it yeah you know what i'm saying yeah where you kind of start with the particulars and you move to the broader or yeah. and then there's some that start with the broader and just kind of like yeah get way more specific i think it's a better strategy the second one's a better strategy for coming up with something new like pretty quickly mm-hmm. but it's also kind of a dice roll well you yeah know, you still have, to have a real specific idea of what could work like It'll be it'll be yeah. it'll be new and not may not be good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be interesting for a very short while. Speaking of new and maybe not good, do we have time left? Um, eh. yeah, we were like, yeah, we're, we're doing we good. Time left? We're doing I good. I fucking saw. Oh, did I told you about. I di- I told oh. you about this. I saw Lamb. Saw no, no, no. Lamb. You said that you were you you said that you were on your way to see Lamb when I saw you last time. Oh, right. Yeah. Cool. So what what did, what did you think? What did you think of Lamb? So it was you know. It was pretty disturbing. Just un- I would say unsettling. Right. Was like the main thing. Uh, very slow. Not necessarily in a bad way, but if you have a yeah. heart, if you don't, if you want to watch an Icelandic couple drink tea in silence, and with like a cat like that looks up at them and like meows, and then cuts to like the windy, blustery, beautiful. Icelandic countryside, yeah. with like sheep staring at you like <laughs> strangely and like. Right, I know, I know, I know the style of the a that a twenty four style. Just like oh, long God. shots, long shots. With they, they really leaned into it with this one. Wow, that's saying something. And I mean, like, but it's all well done. Like, it is still all well done. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, and it's based off of an Icelandic folk tale, and it's not so much of a. A horror film, even though it kind of was billed more like that. Right. Like it's it's dark what happens. Sure. But it's got like some fantasy elements, and basically a half lamb, half human baby pops out of this lamb, <laughs> you know, and then the couple start like raising it as their own. They're like, oh, we love her. It's Ada. Oh. Uh huh. And then and the then and then the other sheep don't care for that very much. Well, the 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 mom, the sheep mom of you know. The little halfling, the bio, the bio mom, the bio mom, <laughs> it like keeps getting out and like bleeding at their, you know, eh, at the window, and like the re- the new mom's having like nightmares and stuff, and then she, you know, okay, there you go. But it's uh-huh. it, it was interesting the twist with. I mean, do you care? No, I do care. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I, I probably, I'll, I'll probably, I'll see You'll it. You'll probably see it. No, so you so should. I don't really want to know like what the twist is on all of it. It's cool, like, and I kind of wish, in it from my own American way, that they had done a little bit more with it. But it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll yeah. definitely see it. It's you good. know, I might wait till it starts streaming somewhere, but yeah. like, I'll definitely see it. Yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah, like, you overall. need to see the Green Knight. 
because that's I the know. one that was right before that by the same studio. I know, I do. And see um, that. that's that's very nice. Yeah, very nice. What was really funny is we went with Michael Bly, and there was uh, you know, you know, there's commercials and stuff before uh, the commercials in. Like there's the commercials before the commercials. You mean like the slideshow that they play, like while you're all some places will be down. like a slideshow, but others will be like if it's like Regal, they'll be like, "Welcome to Newvie. Oh, oh it's oh. what's new in the movies here. Welcome to the Newvie Minute. It's yeah. the Newvie. Jesus Christ! Oh, time. and it's your it's everybody's favorite like fucking it's Maria Menounos. Yeah, or somebody whatever. like that. Look yeah, at this bitch. Jesus. We've got her at gunpoint. Yeah. You know? She, she hates her life. She Nobody hates, hates her life. life more than her. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, "Welcome to Newvie," <laughs> you know. And and then they play like weird ads, like in between the Newvie, like to try to make you think that these previews are actually like some sort of show that you're watching, you know. Hmm. Well, that you know, remember like the twenty, or like they would have like it's real, oh. it, and it's like they're mm-hmm. packaging just commercials as like these behind the scenes. Look at the director to be like, oh yeah, I mean it was cool when like Peter Jackson was like, we went to fucking New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, it's basically um, yeah, just the self, the like just promo clips of yeah. of, of, of like from the production and all this yeah. shit. It's so, yeah, it's so. It's fucking stupid. Anyways, and and <laughs> they, they kept. They, they, we, so me and Michael were already laughing, like, "Oh, it's the newbie minute," or like, "Oh, it's the newbie." Like, it's just like <laughs> this is so. They think we're so fucking retarded, like, you know, like it's so obvious. <laughs> was the theater pretty packed? It was starting to get a little packed, and it was a Fox Tower theater, so it's very small. Uh huh. Okay. And so already, I'm kind of <laughs> laughing. All right. And next comes on a ad for an AIDS medication. Oh, nice. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. Guess the name of this medication, dude. Um. You never. Band aids. No, that's the right B. <laughs> it starts with a B. That's, um. What is? It? I don't know. It's called Bictarvi. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't know everyone. why that's funny, Bictarvi. Yeah, no, because it's <laughs> AIDS medication. You know, and they were like, Bictarvi. Like they're like seriously sitting. They're like, and if you, you know, now there's and and the funniest part was I was like, okay, wait, f- wait, what? Like they're saying it in a very straight face, you know. Big Tarvi is good for everyone. Big Tarvi will help you deal with your daily life of AIDS. Help take Big Tarvi, and I'm like, and then and then I look up at the commercial, and it's all the people in it are very like strange looking and like. They found, like, weird, like, oblong. Like, it seemed like they were trying to be, like, diverse, you know? Right. It was a very, very, like, short, like, genderless-looking man and, like, a (laughs) tall lady. And, like, and then so that would – they just look goofy. They just got goofy-looking people. Yeah, they're just all a little little off. They're all a little off in in this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like they were like, hmm, like, we're looking for people who look like they might have AIDS. (laughs) You know, and they found just, like, the weirdest-looking people at the casting call. They're like, yeah, that's about right, (laughs) you know? You know, yeah. You look a little aidsy, <laughs> and uh, and they were saying things during the, like, they were saying things during the commercial, like, don't take Bictarvi if you have taken norepinephrine or fluorocinephrine or flamino. <laughs> you know, it's like they would just like rattle off these like crazy other 
Well, if you've, if, you've, if you've got the AIDS, I'm sure you know what the, all that is. I you know, know, I'm sure. But you just know. to me, I would do it. Was it for, I, what was it for me doing? Like, what were all the what are all the people in the commercial doing? What kind of activities? They were just kind of like looking at each other, like, hey, or they were like, <laughs> you know, like, hey, we both have AIDS, you know. Oh. And uh, they, they didn't just, do any activities like any biking they were, or they anything. Were like, they were like at a bar or like at like doing work at the study place and it was all just sort of strange looking people and then once <laughs> I, I just started once i started laughing it, it i was like <laughs> i couldn't stop dude i was like like i'm so sorry and michael was like dude like dude i lost my shit in a way that i've not lost it in public throughout this whole aids ad in the theater oh my god oh my like, god <laughs> and then the next commercial dude oh my god the next commercial oh my god it was like like we all need to celebrate our diversity and i i just kept being like no like oh like make it stop like it was like one of those things where every the next thing that happened was always all just the funniest thing for some reason yeah you got it no it it just it it just yeah it caught you it caught me yeah it was like hysteria almost, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and and everybody was watching you in the theater by this, this point, yeah, and laughing at the AIDS commercial, <laughs> dude. I'm sure. Yeah, if they noticed, like, they kept an eye on you for the rest of the show. <laughs> I'm sure. Look at this guy laughing at the fucking. It's like, oh, it's like disaster relief. Like he's getting a real kick of that fucking flood footage. I'm sorry. They why they have to make the AIDS commercial so fucking funny, dude. That's what I want to know. They didn't have to make What I want to know is like what I've never understood that really. Okay, so like casting calls, right? You're mm-hmm. like how do you get the aid to look at motherfuckers, right? Cuz like normally like when you're growing up, like you'd be like, "Oh, that person could be an actor, that person could right. be an actor, right. that person could be an actor." No one ever said that about me. Like, "Oh, you should be an actor." No. I mean, you look like an actor. Right. You know, but there were people that I knew that did get that said to them, sure. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that would be like, oh, I'm going to go to this casting call, or I'm going to take acting classes, and right. I'm going to you know, do the thing right. to get in the thing. You know, so, like, that's why you look at, like, movies, and all the extras are, like, all, like, pretty good-looking, yeah. like, people, because yeah. that's who goes into that. Yep. So, like... There's got to be a segment of the entertainment acting industry that's just like going to like truck stops and like malls and Clackamas and just wherever it happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're just being like, you <laughs> look like you got AIDS. <laughs> Do you want to be part of my agency? Uh, you know, because wow. every once in a while they're going to yeah. need like a bunch of fat people. Right. Or right. a bunch of like whatever, you know, and yeah. still even with the diversity things, there's got to be like times when you're making like the AIDS medicine commercial yep. that you want some folks that aren't looking like they're they're doing 100 mm-hmm. percent you know yes you're trying to sell 80 percent to a bunch of like 50 60 percenters health wise you know what i'm saying so you yeah. need some 80 percenters right exactly you know exactly. they've had better days yeah no it, it's 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 pretty um it's pretty amazing and they find these uh but that's an amazing sales pitch you know what i'm saying like i kind of like because it's character acting i guess it's like character extra is yeah. that what that would be i guess i guess, I guess so but you'd have to know, you know, like, how do you feel if you're the actor or the extra that oh, I'm finally getting the call? I wonder what it's for. And they're like, oh, this is just going to be like, OK, you're both gay with AIDS and you're at a bar and we're going to be selling this medicine. So you want to act like 
you know, you're like, you're pretty happy, you know, that you're on this medicine, but you're not like totally happy because like you've got AIDS, right? So you've got to like hit that middle thing and you've got like the physical look already. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, damn, I look like I'm like... You know, like that, that's that, what I'm saying is like they found people who it was like they got to be found, mentally tough is what I'm saying. Well, they do those the people that do. are the people that are taking a bullet for your entertainment uh. um, <laughs> for that early movie entertainment thing for that for that AIDS uh, all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the ones that are like oh they the do. vaginal itch cream like <laughs> oh you've landed the vaginal itch cream commercial because you look like a bitch that could have like something. Itch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you're happy it, enough. You're like you look like a soldier of vaginal itch. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. not totally miserable. It's you like, like normalize it. You right. Know? Right. You really sell You're like the, the poster itch. child of vaginal itch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that must do something to you. You know, because I'm not the poster child of like anything, really, you know. Yeah. But to get on one of those commercials, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Man, that would be crazy. No, and and the next one was like a diversity one. And yeah. for nothing but I just it was just diversity. It was like Google, be diverse or something. We celebrate our differences. It was Google. I forget who it was, but oh. but I, this is right as I was catching my breath and like not from not losing my <laughs> shit, you know. And then they have this lady with no arms. She's like a hot lady with no arms using a laptop with her feet. Oh no, and dude! I just lost it again. What what is going on uh, with me? No, at the theater. The, that's what I'm saying, man. I'm like, what's happening? And then Why Michael Michael this? Bly is just like, oh, this is normal. This is something. Oh, Michael that, was and, laughing a lot. Oh, he was too. laughing yeah, too. Yeah, okay, Patty good. was okay. like, God damn it. Patty was. <laughs> Patty, I think was was having disgusted. some tr- having some. He was disgusted with you two Not, laughing. Yeah, 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 a little bit, you know. Oh, oh God, stop. Stop, make it stop. There we go. What is what is making it do that? Thus, the yeah, I think it's just when I get like a text or like oh, okay. a group group ch- uh, text. Whoa. Whoa. What was that? Phone. That was my flash flashlight. For some reason, I pressed. All right, people. I don't know what's going on. It's, <laughs> it's going off the rails, some man. Some technical difficulties. Um. Yeah. That's um. It, that's, it's just an amazing thing. Like it's just. Like something that in like 50 years ago, 30 years ago, they would have been like, oh, we're never going to put that in a place that like people are trying to have fun. Right. You know, they would have been very resistant to that, you yeah. know, and that's probably awful, like an awful ideology. But at the same time, like that's just, just like a weird like vibe. It's a very weird vibe. It's it a was... weird vibe for like a fun thing. Yeah, you know, like we're getting we're standing in line for Disney Disneyland. Right. So let's show some footage of like some <laughs> of villages in Cambodia getting yeah. fucking napalmed, <laughs> yeah, dude. just so everybody's getting enough yeah. of like the. You know what I'm saying? This like is how good you have it. Think yeah. about how good you have it right now. It's almost like you know, like I don't know. It's just such a religion. That's what it is. Yeah. It's just like, oh, well, I'm gonna enjoy myself for a couple hours. So here is my. Here is my prayer thing and my mm-hmm. feeling, my penance. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to do my penance Feel by, bad. like, feeling like, oh, the diversity. Like, here it is. I'm, I got to be diverse. I'm, yeah. I'm not quite diverse enough or, or whatever it is that it makes you feel. Right. But you went through that thing, and now I can enjoy my freaky animal baby yeah. porn thing. What? No, I don't know if there's porn in it or not, but I'm what? assuming. In what? 
in in your freaky movie that you went to go see about the oh, lamb yeah, baby. Oh yeah, there's not. I mean, it's like that. It's not really. I mean, but that's the that's that's the lead in. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to do, you got to pay your penance in right. those yeah, commercials, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. then you can enjoy the movie. Yes, that's what it felt like. Yeah. But it was just so silly, just the way that they're done. And I don't know. I just I had a great time because I hadn't. I got I definitely got pretty high, and that's why I was like yeah. laughing uh-huh. so hard, dude. And something about like hanging out with Michael, I'm like, dude, he <laughs> cracks me up, and he like yeah, so. And that's what we do when we when he and I go to the movies, you know, or just all my friends will just like laugh and yeah. laugh at the fucking dumb commercials and like make fun of yeah, them. Yeah, it's so fucking crazy. I love, but then I feel bad for other people. I'm like, all right, <laughs> but I love the idea of like being in like a interactive situation where it's like, what? Like, but I definitely that's don't. I definitely bullshit. don't talk much during the movie unless yeah. I've got like just one like. You know, like yeah. the, if there's an in joke or something, and something's just perfect, then I'll just like whisper it to the person that I'm with. Once the yeah. movie goes, right. but like everything before that is pretty. Like the previews and shit, that's all fair game. That's fair game. Fair yeah. game for yeah. sure. You can make smart ass comments or yeah. whatever you want, you yeah. know, and all that. I mean, it pisses off some people, sure, but they can fuck themselves, right? Exactly. You know, that's why it's a theater. Yeah. You know, but be quiet. I, I'm always very respectful during Definitely. the actual movie. No, that's too. that's that's cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, it was a good time. But it yeah. is um it's getting tough, dude. It's getting tough. What? what? You know, I mean like uh, society is becoming such a fucking like um clown act, dude. Yeah. That it's like sometimes if you hit it hits you right, you just can't help. If you see the humor in it, like yeah. you laugh at a lot of it and that pisses a lot of people off because yeah. they just don't see the humor in you it. You just got to laugh. And man. it's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. You know, when you think about, like, the most important, like, fashion icon, like, of the last 50 years was the character Pat from Saturday Night Live. The androgynous, like, fat thing that just wore, like, this this, this, this sweatsuit. I mean, it is, like, the future. She she was the future in a way, or it was the future. Yeah. In it a way that we future. never, in the way that we never understood. That's, that's how Portland, that's how Portland and the West Coast dresses. So true. Pat. It's fucking crazy. We live in, we live in like a weird dimension, you know. We do. Yeah. There's definitely something strange. Who's ever, who's ever making the choose your own adventure choices has picked some fucking weird shit the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, we've gone down a strange route. It's kind of cool too at the same oh, time. I yeah. think it's fine. It's think, freeing. Yeah, I think we can make the best of it. You know. Sure, sure. And then ride it all over again. Or, yeah. Or not. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. yeah it's gonna be real interesting. All right, everybody. Well, um, before it all comes crumbling down, get on that Patreon and. Come on. Give you up a little bit of money. And uh and yeah, we'll be back real soon with more fun in the sun. Oh yeah. November style. November Portland. style. Gray. Hell yeah. Yeah.
Idiots Discuss the Universe is recorded in the IDTU studios located in Portland, Oregon. All opinions and commentary has been carefully researched by the technicians and scholars of IDTU Research Academy, and therefore should be greeted with healthy skepticism and disbelief. No idiots were harmed during the making of this podcast.